Happy Freeing Friday and welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm so excited today to continue playing with you on another beautiful topic. Today, we're going to find out how to create wealth building behaviors right after this. Hi, my name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the ultimate joy goddess. I help you to create sustainable practices of self-nurturing to discover your ultimate joy through workshops, retreats, coaching, my books, this podcast, and speaking engagements to co-create your sacred experience. What does that feel like? For mind alignment, for your yoni, more movement throughout your day. For your stomach, the best nutrition to nourish your body. For your heart, acknowledging your emotions. For your brain, more sleep. Work with me so that you can be replenished. Are you aligned in your four minds? Be free with replenishment. So today I'm so excited to introduce a new topic, playing how to create wealth building practices. So who would I have as my guest for this topic? None other than a new friend of mine, James Whiteman, and he's helped thousands of people from over 33 countries to transform their life. And they hire him, you know, to help them with their businesses and provide money mindset and personal growth coaching to people and groups worldwide. Welcome to the show, James. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me on and appreciate the, you know, wonderful introduction. I'm I'm totally excited to be here, especially since um, I think people don't often combine like play with with wealth building or rituals. And so I think it'll be a great combo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, okay, well, let's uh, let's play with this. Um, yeah. Tell me, you know, we have to acknowledge, just like you just said, there are barriers in people's minds to what it takes to create wealth building practices. What is the most common that you see? In terms of a barrier, mm. um, almost the idea that they that the barriers should not exist. It's the example that I like to give is especially in business, you know, it can bring up so many emotions and feelings and thoughts. And part of the personal growth journey, um, I think we're all kind of healing different parts of ourselves, whether it's from childhood or, or just experiences that we had. And there's that, that healing journey. And then what starts to happen, even though we heal those things, we still experience anger, frustration, sadness. And there can often be like a little part where we think they shouldn't be happening. And I would compare that to like a relationship, right? Like if it, it wouldn't make sense that a relationship would never have disagreements or you'd never get frustrated with your partner, that everything's just like smooth sailing uh, for the rest of time, that it's, it's not logical. And so it's, it's not about those things not happening. It's about how we shift our relationship with them. So when the anger happens, when the frustration occurs, when the disagreement happens, um, how do we handle the conversations? How do we treat ourselves when we're feeling angry? 
Um, and so I think that's one of the greatest barriers that I know still pops up for me occasionally, and I know uh, happens for others. And so it's really about shifting our experience of how we relate to those things so we can move forward faster, so we can make more objective decisions. So it sounds like mostly what people's issues are, are it's like more of, well, I guess I'm hearing a couple of things. There may be triggers, right? When they see mm -hmm. the same kind of patterns of situations occurring. And then secondly, um, just the, um, I'm going to use the word emotional intelligence, but just their, uh, the emotions that come from being faced with the same situations. Is that accurate? Yeah. And, and I like, I like that phrase, the emotional intelligence. Um, and not only does emotional intelligence have to do with how we're relating to others and, and seeing others, but also ourselves, you know, sometimes what might, that I can find myself sometimes going into, I may, I might get angry, right. Over, you know, whatever it could be. Uh, but when it tends to be with another person, you know, maybe I'm feeling that frustration or that anger, even if, even if I didn't treat them badly, right. There may be a moment where I'm, I'm actually upset with myself that I got angry, right. Hmm. Instead of just being like, actually I'm human. Like it's, it's okay to have a felt sense of anger or whatever that may be. And so as we become more intelligent, right, with how we relate to our emotions and relate to others, we're able to have more powerful conversations. We're able to, um, without breaking down so frequently or for so long, we're able to uh, be more in the game, right? And to play and to actually bring those things to life instead of feeling like it's happening to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we think of it as happening for us, then it's just right. like, oh, this is not an obstacle. This or this is an obstacle course, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that could be also meaning like a learning opportunity. You know, when when I use the word course, that is such a corny joke. But anyway. Um <laughs> hey, I, I I like it. And I think um you know, everything is a game, right? And, you know, in the theme of playing and the theme of fun, obstacle course. We love that. Bring a board game out with a family. We love that. Um, you know, whether it could be a video game, all of it is actually solving um, different problems that, that are arising or challenges. Um, somehow when it becomes like human to human or it feels very personal, all of a sudden it's like the game and playing goes out the window, but that's actually what we need to solve what's coming up and manage it. Um, cause if it gets too serious, um, then it's just like a whole bunch of pressure. And that's something that I've noticed in myself in the past. And often, um, clients that I work with is they'll feel this pressure or they'll, think that they want to be like yelled at or pushed, or if I'm hard around myself, then I'll reach the goal. Um, and sometimes they do reach the goal, but they don't enjoy the process and they burn out or they break down in relationships. Um, cause it feels like everything's crumbling. Yeah. I hear you bring up this word relationships a lot and, mm -hmm. you know, so kind of in my work, not exactly in my work, you know, um, like the sexual energy is related to the money energy. Mm -hmm. So do you find that people that have 
poor relationships with money. Also, they have some kind of, uh, like they have challenges in their personal relationships. Um, honest, a hundred percent. Um, because here, here's why, uh, and it could be the intimate relationships, right? That like that, you know, that's related to the, the sexual energy portion, but you know, I think even whether it's just relationships in general, um, though we're always interacting with people and then especially the people closest to us in our lives, if we don't feel safe, if we can't feel like we can express ourselves. And when I say express, I mean all parts of ourselves. Um, and so to be able to fully express means that you actually can feel safe and secure. And there's many reasons, you know, that we, uh, you know, can experience growing up, then we might not feel safe or secure to express ourselves. And so anytime that is stunted, it's actually limiting our ability to create income and create money because it's affecting how many people we're able to connect with, the power of our conversation, us actually being able to um, be in our full power in whether it's our coaching or running the business and managing those different things. And so if you aren't fully expressed um, and, or even able to hold, right, you, you know, sexual energy just on your own, right? I know in, in my work with men, some oftentimes a thing that'll happen is they'll actually feel so stressed and their way of navigating stress is kind of like isolating and self-pleasuring. And it's kind of the way that they know how to soothe themselves um, mm. because actually sharing with another or opening up feels very unsafe, feels like um, they can't necessarily trust the other person, not because of what the other person uh, has done, but because they're bringing all, all the, um, all the baggage, you yeah. know, to it. Yeah. So I'm hearing you say that basically people do a lot of self editing um, and they're not showing up as their full selves in their relationship. And so they hide it, you know, even down to the not even sharing of their, uh, their intimacy with their partner, they prefer to self pleasure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they could do that or, or they blame. And, you know, there's different ways that people can move that energy. There's breath work, there's working out. Um, Cause essentially that, that energy can get uh, stuck for, for like lack of a better word, because it's, it's kind of like we're holding that and we're just keeping it there and it actually just builds. And because it can be in, you know, uh, almost like an uncomfortable energy, um, it feels challenging where to, can feel challenging where to direct it. Yeah. Wow. Well, on, on the topic of energy too, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. You know, and you talked about breath work. So like some of the, the breath work I do with people is to release those winds and have that flow of, of energy within themselves. But there are schools of thought that money itself is just energy. Mm -hmm. So um, let me see, how do I want to phrase this? So if, we're, if we were to create a game yeah. to free up energy, what what would be what would be the name of the game and what would be the rules? Oh wow, that's interesting. Um, so if we were to create a game, 
and what would be the name of the game? And the idea is to free up energy. Hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's a, that, I have so many thoughts coming to me. Um, and it, the, the pure purpose is to free up energy. Is that right? Yeah, because once the energy is free, then the then the next level would be like possibilities. So we could think of it as a, a video game, right? You yeah. know, and you know, like on the first level, you just free up the energy. The next level, like the the possibilities to gain rewards, right? Yeah, in different tiers like that. So you can probably back into the name of the game, but just like what would what would the rules look like? Oh my God. So, so that's interesting. Cause I have the, immediately what I'm thinking is that the, the person is an energy source. Mm. And so clearing the energy is actually directing it. So I almost feel like the rule, you know, a rule has to be is that you actually have to share that energy with someone i kind of view it as like you know if you're if you're this continual energy source uh, you know obviously when you go to sleep you're like regenerating and different things but for the most part um you know there's an element of like like you said there's clearing the energy and then there's also like sprinkling that you know to people mm. sometimes when people go to a conference i'm like how can you like you know, spread your magic or, or, you know, sprinkle them with magic, whatever, whatever the phrase is that the more that you, you do that, it's actually you being able to express that because otherwise it's as though you're just holding on to it and it's either going to explode or, or it's going to die. Okay. So you would game over if you don't sprinkle your energy on others. Yeah. So I mean, you're, you're floating so around or let's say you're let's yeah we'll have them floating around because we want it to be in flow right yeah. and so like when they see another energy source they should you know they're, they're the the objective is to sprinkle like little um yeah. yeah dust on them but if they don't do that and they pass like a number of people then they implode and game over yeah i mean that that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah okay <laughs> so like if we bring that back to like human beings, what we, what we, uh, when we create barriers for ourselves, mm -hmm. we, and we self edit, when we go to conferences, we show up as a box, like the smallest box of who we are instead yep. of the full, like, um, beautiful flower, right? We just show up as the seed. And, but right. if we were to show up as the flower, then people, you know, we, people could benefit from the scent or from looking at the beautiful colors. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it almost, and I feel like this is important to share because I know through, you know, I think it's always a journey and through mine, I know that there were lots of times when I was, you know, when I was playing with this, that there can be those moments where because we've self-edited that when we go into not self-editing, we can actually almost go in an opposite direction where we're just trying to, you know, get a rise out of people or, or other things. And so that is all part of the game because um, it's actually through playing that you start to discover yourself and how you operate and what you want instead of it being based on, 
um, exactly what others others want. Um, and so as they go through that journey or as they go through this, uh, you know, game that they're in, they're going to be testing these boundaries. They're going to be testing these edges. Uh, and that's actually what's going to help them discover and discern what they do want and what they don't want. And all of it's okay. So if we were to use flowers again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Flowers attract bees and the bees make honey, right? Yeah. So, um, but they also attract other bugs that just eat them alive, right? Yeah. Um, so that would be someone doing too much, right? Mm-hmm. And then just attracting the wrong energy that depletes and doesn't add anything. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And I really like that example, right? Because if we're going with the flower, um, it's where it's surrounded, right? Like it's like what's accessible. That's why I always love that Jim Rohn. I think it's Jim Rohn, like you are the guardian of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so that's that idea of who they're surrounding themselves with. You know, are they surrounding themselves with someone that is uh, contributing, that is supportive? Or are they surrounding themselves with people who are dismissing them that are actually kind of uh, placing them below them? Because uh, that, that can be a common thing where people show up because, you know, they're in their own game trying to act like they know it all and everything. And then they start to make people feel below them um, or, or try to kind of have that premise. And so in my experience, the most successful people are just more comfortable in who they are and they aren't necessarily putting anyone down. They'll honestly contribute. Um and even personally, um, you know, I have, I have friends that have nothing to do with my coaching and we just enjoy our time together. And sometimes we'll play video games. They, they don't knock me for coaching or anything like that. Uh, you know, but they also aren't like, Hey, you know, here's, here's this. And they're just promoting all my stuff. And so I think there needs to be like a balance in room because I think in like personal growth, when people hear who you're surrounding who you're surrounding yourself with, I think it can be a confusing uh, thing and all relationships are different. You just want to make sure it's people that um, you feel you can trust and have your back and are uh, contributing. And not everyone needs to be gung ho about what you do or even familiar because if we look at our own family, like, do I have an idea of what my sisters do? Maybe, but do I really know? Probably not. And do they know what I really? Probably not. Um, and so I think it's just also we want to, you know, be honest about those things. Yeah, I love that you said that because the, yeah, there's we always talk about that the the uh, the inner circle and who is in your the top five, right? Right. Yeah. And and sometimes one of those top five just has to be someone that loves you. Right? Exactly. And and that's fine. Like in the example of your sisters, right? Yep. So, um, yeah, we have a comment. This video is really nice and very informative to me. Oh, You're wonderful. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for being here. So, um, and, and by the way, for anyone who's watching live, if you have any questions, please put those in the chat. Um, and, you know, James is happy to, to answer any of your questions. He doesn't yeah. have to just, you know, answer mine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy to uh, answer any questions uh, people have. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
And what was the other thing that you said? You made me think about also just being comfortable in your skin. You know, mm. um, it's it's so often uh, when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you do toggle between the, I have to prove I'm an expert, right? And you yeah. just like, uh, mm, I'm going to just say it. <laughs> it's a free to be show, right? So, you know, you just kind of vomit, right? All of your like, they must know I'm an expert, so vomit, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And and people, that's not the way people really benefit from information. It's yeah. it's mostly from experiencing you and your natural state. And if you truly are an expert, then you know yeah. just by being around you, there are things that they'll uh, learn and um, discern. Yeah, um, I there's. It's funny you have me thinking of someone. There's. Um, you know, I do, I do some coaching in different programs and in one of the programs, um, there's, uh, a mentor, a friend, uh, a coach, his name's Matt Clemmer. And, um, I love the phrase that he, he uses. He says, you know, I didn't know how good Kanye West was until he told me. Um, and so, and so <laughs> he, he talks about, you know, as long as you're really like, you know, in your skin, doing your thing, being of service, being helpful to people, they're going to be able to experience you as that. You aren't going to have to go around saying, oh, I'm an expert or I'm great or, or any of those types of things. They're going to know it because they're actually experiencing that with you. Yeah. Yeah. And which is uh, the most natural and normal way to attract people. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's the more, the more that you know yourself, and this is part of the part of the overarching uh, kind of just game of life. Because the idea that if we're supposed to be friends with everyone, you know, and and everyone's going to like us, like that's just it's not realistic. And so, by knowing ourselves, um, there can be people where it can coexist where you actually have two different viewpoints. You know, that's some of the most powerful uh, connections and relationships is actually. Uh, I love you. I care about you. And I see things this way. Oh, and I see things this way. And we're still able to uh, connect. And so part of coaching is helping someone develop their style because uh, there is so much information out there and in the learning process um, of just growth and personal growth and business. It's like we're trying on other things. Um, but, you know, if you, you can see something on the rack at the store um, and be, wow, you know, that's great. And then you try it on and it's like, this is not great for me. And <laughs> right. so you got to kind of like put it back or you might have something, you might style it a particular way for yourself. And so you always want to make sure that you're, um, adopting, um, whatever it is that you're stepping into, uh, to match what it is that you really want to create, not what you think you have to create. Yeah. So, I'm wondering too, because I, I want to clearly identify uh, wealth building practices. And, yeah. I, and I just want to say for the things that we've been talking about and the first part of the conversation, the number one wealth building practice, if I have this correct, is to um, uh, be an acknowledgement of your emotions and um and be accepting of fully expressing yourself 
Yeah, ab absolutely. Because sometimes we we may feel that if we express what's true for us, that it's the end. And a lot of times it's actually the beginning. There's just a door there that we aren't aware of. And so I'd say the two things are, are is our emotional intelligence and uh, having courageous conversations. Mm. Um, and so I think, I think it's actually wonderful, the journey that we went through to get to this point, because I feel like it all um, is like these supportive layers. And so conversations are so important. And most of the conversations that we have in our life are very surface level. Yes. And even with the people closest to us, because there may be something in the past or there may be something present that hasn't gone expressed or, you know, someone might've said something that hurt our feelings that we didn't even realize, or there's a need that we have that we aren't speaking up for. And the person could have no idea because we've never expressed that need. And so uh, I but always like to, Oh, go I, ahead. I'm going to interrupt you really quickly. Cause I'm thinking like someone may not make the connection of how yeah. courageous conversations are related to building wealth, yes. you know? So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you letting me know. Um, so the reason why conversations are so important in terms of building wealth is because, uh, you know, money comes from the exchange with other people. And there's a few layers to this. One is if the relationships and just your day-to-day -day is is you're sorry, the relationships closest to you and just your day to day, if it is not functioning well, which has to do with the people in our life, we have an opportunity to have conversations to create, um, to essentially upgrade those relationships or to reset them or to make them anew. And so if things aren't functioning well or the relationships are breaking down, that's taking all of your attention. It's taking your time. It's creating a lot of disorganization um, and it's sapping a lot of your energy. And when that's happening, it's actually taking away the time, energy and attention that you could have speaking to other people, making new connections, building your business, having an organized day or an organized mind to say, hey, this is when I'm going to do something and I'm going to do it. Um, or maybe a lot of people are vying for someone's time to be able to say, actually, I don't have time for this today, but I do have time on Friday. Sometimes just the idea of pushing, not pushing something off, but letting someone know your true availability is a courageous conversation. It's not, it's not always like some like mind blowing thing. Repeat that. Repeat yeah. That. So just being, even being able to, you know, tell someone that you aren't available right now and letting them know when you are available is a courageous conversation. Um, both just personally, uh, because it's, you know, you get to see how someone honors your time, how you're able to work together and coordinate. And that can never happen if you never give them the opportunity. And, um, on top of that, you, it can bring up feelings in your business. You might be going, well, I actually need to get more people on the calendar because I want to make more money. Uh, but your business may be in a shift where those people um, actually needing to wait a few weeks reflects that 
you're not dependent upon them for your own success. And wouldn't it be more important to communicate that with yourself, that your success is not dependent on every single person in front of you and you can still be of service. Um, so like yeah, the number I'll pause three, there. Yeah, because yeah, I was about to say, so now I'm hearing the number three practice here is have creating healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the way that I would think about this is this is all an experiment. Uh, there were times that even in college, I played around with sleeping schedules, like that I would sleep four hours in the evening and then two hours like midday. And there was like a whole thing that I'd uh, practice and I'd try these different things. Turns out uh, most of just how we regularly live works pretty well. Um, I'm not of the mindset that we need to be, you know, I, I remember when I went to Tony Robbins and he talked about the 5 a.m. club and, you know, waking up and he'd only get like five hours of sleep. Um, and, you know, great for him. Uh, I'm personally not a fan. <laughs> and so what I found through experience. I need sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because they find that, you know, I think they say seven to eight hours is fairly good. And um, you know, it, it varies. I know, um, you know, women go through different cycles and they need more sleep at different times and, and all different needs. And so the best thing that you can do is experiment for yourself, remove any of the shame, expectations, predetermined ways that you have to do something. I just started playing around of like setting a time that I wanted to get to bed and I'd leave the alarm I'd turn an alarm off in the morning and I just start seeing when I would wake up and I'd practice that for a couple of weeks and it started to level off at about like seven 30. Hmm. And so I'd wind down at like 11 o'clock and then 11 30. I, um, instead of saying like, I'm going to bed, I'd say 11 30 is my uh, time that I'm in bed by. Hmm. Um, because in my mind, I'm able, I'm like, I don't have to fall asleep right away. I could read a book, but in, but by 1130, I'm in bed by that time. And you know, it's, you know, devices are off, might have a book. Yeah. I love the ease and flow with which you create your sleep routine. Um, and I, I just want to acknowledge Grace Simmons here. Healthy yeah. boundaries are so important. Yeah. And I love that she's a woman because- <laughs> You know, a lot of women, you said that, you know, we, we um, struggle with that. And I also am seeing a pattern of overlap between what I call self-nurturing uh, practices and creating wealth building practices. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but um, in my book, Detached Love, Transforming Your Heart So You Can Transform Your Mind, the number one self-nurturing practice is to sleep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And uh, I think like, yeah, number two is thoughts, which in there I talk about say, the importance of saying no, right, mm -hmm. to things that you that are not for you and yes to things that are for you. So, you know, the healthy boundaries thing is kind of embedded there too. So, um, okay. So it's all coming back to just like self-nurturing. Is, is that what I'm hearing? It, it really is, because if you, if you think about it, um, we're each creating the world that we want to live. Mm -hmm. And so when we're 
having care for ourselves or, you know, self-nurturing. Um, it's not that it's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, how people add ish on the end of the words, it, it is selfish, which I very much hope, you know, we, we all are in some way because it's our own life. And, um, you know, there's a great tattoo artist, his name's hip. And I believe it's him. He says, uh, you know, this isn't our practice life. Like this is, this is the one that we got. And (laughs) I, I hope that you're creating it for yourself because at the core of everything, uh, from my experience, most people are great human beings. They want to make a difference. They really do care for others. And so when they can, um, build their life around what they want to create, it it means that they're taking care of themselves, you know, having sleep, having enough water during the day, you know, make sure you're having enough supplements and nutrients and, and treat your, you know, treat yourself well with the food you eat. That doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Uh, there's a place um, around here that's like a European sweets place. Almost every Friday I go there, I grab a slice of cake and (laughs) that helped me in the way that I took care of myself Mm -hmm. Um, because I knew that I like treats and I also didn't want to just totally like eliminate something. And so the idea of like, you know, once a week I can have something that I really love, you know, I'll have chips and other things at other times, but for me it was sweets. And so Mm -hmm. I was was like, if I'm going to have something, I'm going to have it during the week and I'm going to have it really be the thing that I want. And so each of you are building your, you know, your life, have it be the things that you want. Um, and I always like to com- the example that I like to give is to structure those things. It's, you know, it's only, it's really a single person game of what you can create and the better you get at knowing yourself, you'll be able to operate at higher levels because there will be new things that come in. Like Ellie and I joined um, a fitness area. I've tried multiple fitness places. I finally uh, found a place by our, by our house that I really love. The people are great. And, you know, I'm committed to going there and it's kind of thrown off my schedule. So the past like week and a half has been off. It's not about shame or anything. It's just like, okay, there's been like an upgrade here and some things are are off and I get to adjust. And so same thing for anyone, you know, give yourself some time to adjust, have grace, have compassion and care for yourself, be kind to yourself. Um, Because, you know, when you honor your pace, you're building a sustainable future and life and business so that you can support those things rather than just trying to chase a quick win that fizzles out. Wow. That's so powerful. And I, I love the reward thing. And I love that it's food because I'm kind of a foodie and it's Ramadan. So like right now, not so much, but right. you, know, um, <laughs> um, you know, that it is very important to not deprive yourself is what I was also hearing there, which is a lot more important because that energy of deprivation also is it robs you of Mm -hmm. that energetic flow of reciprocity to bring more to create more wealth in your life yeah yeah absolutely and i always like to make a distinction or a discernment here um when we're operating with our calendar and our schedule and our routines um, or working on a project it can often feel a little easier to work with because it's not as though there's, 
we're mainly the ones operating it. And with human beings, it's a little different. It's a little bit more of a gray area in creating what we want. Because I remember when I, um, you know, got in relationship with, you know, my partner, Ellie, um, it felt very confusing uh, because she's someone that I love. She's someone that I care about. And at the same time, there was some things that didn't match with a 16 year old me that pictured whatever uh, didn't exactly match. And I, I like to give the example, like it's not an Amazon package, right? Where you're just like, Hey, thanks for the prime delivery. These couple things didn't match up. I'd like to, you know, send this back. Could you send a new version? Um, you know, and so I had to share, you know, I was talking to a therapist and he was like, James, it sounds like, you know, you have the idea that if this one thing doesn't fit, your whole vision is going to collapse. And I was like, didn't even realize that was running in the background, but yeah, that that's what was kind of going on there. And so relationships are very, um, they're moving, like they're, they're changing and we're people evolving through time. And so that's part of the purpose with the courageous conversations. Um, and I ended up sharing those things with Ellie and we went to a, you know, a relationship therapist and we still, still see them for maintenance. Um, and the way we communicate and our love life and all those things are amazing. Now, I originally thought that if I were to say those things, um, or that, Hey, this is something that's coming up for me, that it would be the end. Uh, mm. but it was actually the opening that allowed us to come together and work on those things. And so, Whenever you're working, you know, I use the example of my personal relationship with Ellie, but we all have many um, like individual friendships and relationships in our life. Whenever you're creating a new routine, whenever you're taking care of yourself, whenever you're structuring your business, how you would like to do that, it's going to, there's going to be people that don't fit certain things. There's going to be conversations that you have to have. There's going to be, you know, humans have flaws. We aren't, we aren't mind readers. And so it's going to be having a conversation because the relationship is shifting. And when you can do that, you can move your clients to um, paying higher amounts. You can move them from going monthly to yearly. You can um, reach out to people that at one time were a no, and now they're in a different place. And so it's the courage is really... Um, choosing to do it because otherwise it's just like not going to work if you don't. So at least give the opportunity for it to occur. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I had a zoom room chat and that, that was the title it was uh, choices and opportunities. And so uh, we, we keep coming back to this. Uh, is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? You know, it's your choice on how you view it and based on your willingness to, um, I would say, embrace your emotions around a thing, you know, you can have a courageous conversation and, and maybe just by practicing those courageous conversations personally, you know, or even like in a, you know, a coffee shop, right? <laughs> Yeah. Because you, you meet random people sometimes and, you know, it could be, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Or it could be, you know, isn't it neat that we bumped into each other because, you know, and that that's an opening for a conversation, you know, or, you know, you can 
create that as a, a place to shut down. But if you take each individual interaction throughout your day, throughout your life to create opportunities for yourself and make mm -hmm. different choices in those interactions and the way you communicate, it looks like that's going to, you know, it's, it's just going to reprogram your operating system. Cause that's the other thing I heard you saying and all that. It's like, you have this in your, um, uh, what do you mean? And in, in the sharing about your way with Ellie, right? Mm -hmm. And you had this underlying operating system that she didn't know was there, right? Yeah. And so that's the benefit of of working with the coach. Working with the therapist is good. And I just want to, I bring this up almost sure. every conversation, just the distinction, right? So it's good to have a therapist to address what has been happening. But if you want to create a new future, that's why you hire James or myself because coaches help you to bring the future into the present. So, um, and I love that you are sharing that you have a relationship therapist for maintenance because, you know, that keeps you in awareness of where your operating system is, you know? Yeah. I mean, there there was a period of time that I, I, I had a therapist as well. I just was released. I was just released <laughs> in January, you know, so, um, but periodically, I definitely think it's very healthy to have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the um, distinction that you make, right, between the therapist and the coach, um, because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of usefulness for each one. And then sometimes, um, in my experience, when I've gone to, um, you know, some, some different therapists over, over the years, um, I can kind of feel like we're sometimes rehashing, you know, the same thing. And so that's where coaching um, really gets your mind directed towards what you want to create, um, because otherwise we're just always going to the past and kind of rehashing something. And, you know, I love Alan Watts and, um, you know, there's, there's a, a quote that I believe he has. It's related to like psychedelics, which, you know, I've, I've tested, I guess, a couple of times uh, myself in the past, but he said, you know, once you get the message, hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I think once you, once you get what you really need, you know, you can hang up the phone and you can move forward um, because you've got the wisdom that, that you really need um, to derive because the past has already happened. You know, we, we aren't changing it. Um, our, we're changing our relationship with it and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today, James. I, I'm wondering, like, I feel like we covered a lot of territory Yeah. and I'm, I didn't actually write down the, it came up to be five, I believe, um, okay. wealth yeah. building <laughs> practices. Um, but I, I will go back and, you know, have that in the show notes. Cool. But as we close this conversation, is there any, like, uh, what's the one golden thing that you would hope that listeners got from this? Yeah, the the one golden thing, I think, is your ability to have um, courageous conversations um, is what's going to help you um, create greater wealth, relationships, and build the life uh, that you want. That is that is the golden nugget, and it's all a game. It's it's all play. Um, and I and I just want to you know thank you, Cordelia, because I think you know in my experience, you are an amazing and wonderful coach. 
I think the way that you help facilitate conversation, the way that you uh, talk about uh, what's maybe not even being said and helping people um, express that and helping them really step into the way of being that they want to create in their life and really embody who they are and build the life that they want is incredible. And so I really just want to thank you for all your um, all your effort and the way that you're of service, because I think you really do make a difference in each person's life. And I know you have made a difference in mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, yeah. James. And uh, Grace says, this was wonderful. I'm glad I joined. Glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Grace. So for those of you who... Um, viewed this live or you're watching on the replay or you're listening on the podcast streams, share this with another heart, share this with another soul. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the Free to Be Show. Now take this time to go into the oceans of your mind and deeply reflect and introspect on your depth. What would it look like to create a sacred experience? What would it feel like to create a world where you had your ultimate joy, where you're completely aligned in your four minds? Are you ready for a sacred experience? Allow yourself the freedom to be replenished and free. Connect with me at CordeliaGuffard.com.